Welcome to the One Day at a Time podcast with your host and the future leader of the Republic of Wales, Scofflier. Now, this might be the only podcast in the world where you actually have to reduce the speed instead of increasing it. However, what I want to get over to you is that the past is gone, the future doesn't exist. So if you want to make the most of your life, you've got to make the most of these moments every single day. And this podcast is going to help you live a healthier, more fulfilled life, hopefully giving you some wisdom to take away every single day. So I'm going to shut up now so you can get on with listening to the next episode. Right then, we're back with another week. Let's not mess about everyone. Let's get on it this week. But it started today. But let me go over. I did a Q&A on the Turtle Instagram last week, at the end of last week, asking, what's the hardest thing about fat loss for you? Because still 90% of people are joining Turtle or in general are looking for fat loss or weight maintenance. And it is me the reply. So if anyone has been reading them thinking, wow, Louise has turned into a real direct monster. Um, it's not Louise. She would be reply with a lot more finesse than I do. But I'm direct, giving you straight the answers. So I'm going to go through some of them now. Some of them. And I'm going to explain a bit more about them. And obviously these are more frequently asked questions. So hopefully they're going to help you get your head in, in shape basically this week. Okay, the first one is what's the hardest thing about fat loss for you? giving up alcohol. You don't have to give up alcohol unless you really need to because it's ruining your life. But if you love a social drink, do not remove it from your life. There's, look, things going to shit right now. We've gone through coronavirus, you know, the Tories putting taxes up again. It's just like everything, there's loads of shit going wrong. So we need to make sure we're keeping those small things that we really like about life in place. Those that glass of wine with your friend, that pint with your mate. Like, don't remove those things. That coffee in the morning. Don't remove those things. Because they're, they're so, they're, all life is is a series of moments of happiness. That's it. So moments of joy and stuff like that. So we want to keep them going. So please don't do it. Because in our macros app, you can simply add the alcohol and you can convert it to carbs so you can see the impact it does have on your macros. And you can fit it into your macros. There's no problem. There's study after study that I'll post later. There's studies on drinking a lot, right? Of course, alcohol is basically a toxin, a poisonous, whatever, it's not poison, toxin. Um, there's a study done on a moderate consumption, consumption, consumption of alcohol. Um, I think it was one or two glasses of wine per day, I believe, or one glass of wine per day. And it showed that zero a negative impact on fat loss and stuff like that or performance in the gym. And that's one a day. So I'm not saying you don't have to do that. I'm just saying don't panic too much about it. Keep it in. Okay, next one. Consistently slash slow results. Uh, all I say to this is what is quickly done is quickly undone. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. The slower you go, the faster you reach your goals. I know it sounds mental, but it's just true. Right, think about it. If you took nine months to lose 10 pounds, right? But if you did your your diet and you might have lost nine pounds in six weeks, put back 11 pounds on, because that's what happens. Lose 11 pounds, put back 15 on. By the time it gets to that 10 month mark, you could be, you know, 15, 16 pounds heavier because you've been your your dieting. And you would have lived a really, 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 really um, kind of chaotic existence in terms of mindset all over the shop, relationship with food is terrible, like all sorts of bad things come with yo-yo dieting. So remember that. 
The slower you go, the faster you reach where you want to be. Simple. Keep at it. The nutrition part, even when following macros, is hard to sustain. This is like it's true if you try and eat the same macros every day, right? If you're trying to force the same allowance every day, you're not really being bamboo in the wind. You're not really flexible, pliable. I'm going it, you know, being um, you know, adapting to the circumstances. So if you have a day where you're going out socializing and stuff, you need to have more of an allowance. Obviously, if you've got a big weekend, you need to have more of an allowance on those big weekends. If you're trying to force a slow, a lower total calorie intake on your busy days you're going to find it really difficult to sustain so that's why we built the macro planner into the app it's like look you've got a very sociable day coming up give yourself way more of allowance when it removes that so you say no you had an extra thousand calories that day and it removes 200 calories a day for five days in the weekday 200 calories a day isn't that much but it gives you an extra thousand on those big social days and that can be a lot that's a full-on meal it could be you know um, four or five pints. It could be. It's, it's a lot. Like so. That's why we built that tool. We think it's really important that we do. We are like bamboo guys. I want you to be like bamboo, flexible. The winds come. Bamboo doesn't snap. Oak tree on its ass. Too rigid. See. Too rigid. Let's have a look. Wanting to lose weight but eat same foods. Emotional eater. Eating the same foods isn't bad. What's wrong with eating the same foods? We we wear. What's the stat? Like your wardrobe. You wear the same ten percent of your wardrobe. We're just people of habit. We just like eating foods that we like. We just like, you know what I mean? So just because it's boring, the way we eat, doesn't mean it's bad. Like, who cares? Someone says to you, my God, you're eating the same thing every day. So I like it, mate. What do you want to do about it? Oh, I better mix it up so people don't think I'm a loser. And okay, emotional eating. It's tough. But to solve emotional eating, you've got to solve the emotional response reaction as opposed to the eating. The eating comes after the response. So you need to eat to feel better that's why it happens but according to you know psychology is that we need to replace the action of eating with something else so that could be phoning a friend when you're feeling emotional gay mind of things going for a long walk with a podcast going for a workout maybe having a bit of chocolate or whatever you need to feel better and going for a walk um drink a lot of water you know, there's a lot of things you can switch it out for having that super low calorie snack like for me um, if you get the Halo Top ice cream, which is like 300 calories, and you add a scoop of whey protein to it, it's like 400 calories, but you get like a high protein, you get a protein boost, you get a bowl of ice cream, and it just tastes amazing. And it feels like you're cheating, in a sense, but you're not cheating, you're just having a really lovely, well-thought-out food that's not going to be taking, you know, Ben & Jerry's like a 1,000 calories a tub, right? So, you know, having those kind of hacks, in a sense, is good. But um, yeah, understanding why the emotions is causing you to react when you need to be responding. You need to be taking time, right? You need to give yourself 10 minutes a minimum between the emotional trigger and then the response. Because if you're always reacting, yeah, you will just be turning to the cupboards and eating about 25 biscuits all the time. And it's not going to do you any good. Having to guesstimate restaurant calories can be tough, right? We do have popular restaurant chains in our eating out guides. Um, that you get for free, you sign up macro app. Um, but just overestimate your calories when you eat out. You know, like I say, every, t- every time, because it blows my fucking mind. Nando's large chips. Nando's, change this. Come on, I'm calling you out every time. Nando's large chips. 1,150 calories. <sighs> so when I eat out, I'm like, Do you know what? I'm probably going to have a minimum. 
I'll just put down 2,000 calories if I'm eating out the restaurant and it's amazing. It's better to put down 2,000, put down 1,500. It's better to overestimate. Finding a place to start. If you're struggling with a start, guys, you want to restart, just start tracking what you normally eat. Don't cheat you. Just eat what you're normally eating, right? What you're normally drinking and eating. After three days, have a look at the data. Go, wow, yeah, I can really see where I've been going wrong. And make small adjustments from there. It is really that simple. I know it's... People think you need to be, you know, going out and going to Whole Foods and buying the finest broccoli the world has ever seen. But you don't have to do that. You just have to track what you normally eat and make adjustments from there to hit your macros. And it's really that simple. And over time, we keep going. We keep tweaking. We keep looking at foods we can switch out. Oh, you really love a pack of crisps? 250 calories. McCoy's. Flaming grill, whatever it's called. Steak grill. Is that doing me well? I don't know. Can I have those snacker jacks? That's 99 calories. Can I have two Snacker Jack bags, actually? 99 calories, 200 calories, say 50 calories. And then I'm bringing down to one Snacker Jack bag of crisps. It's 100 calories, and if you know, it's over half less. You know, small tweaks, do you know what I mean? You can make, if you want to make those tweaks, if you really love those crisps and if it's your macros, happy days. But we can make some small switches, you know what I mean? Like we can use maybe the, the one calorie spray instead of olive oil and stuff like that. There's little tweaks we can do that don't actually make much of a difference. But like I said earlier, we want to keep the small pleasures that we really, really love in our life. Not letting one day of the wagon turn into months. Oh, yes, this is very common. Um, sometimes we have bad days. They come in one, two, three-day blocks. If we can stop it going over three days, if we can, really, we want to bounce back next day. Most problems are solved going to bed. Right? You have a bad day, feel like your life's over, go to sleep, wake up, boom, something happens, you feel awesome. And you know, there's a lot of lot about this when in our psychotherapy course on the Turtle membership by David McLean. He says when we go to sleep, we have deep REM sleep. It actually empties the bucket of stress. So say now you've got a stress as a bucket in your head. Um, allostatic load is called. It could be stress from everything, even you know working out and stuff like that. If you're not having good sleep, you're not draining it, so it keeps going up and up and up and then overflow. Right, so if you have good sleep, you tend to drain it a bit. Then you wake up, you feel a bit better, you feel good. So I think we can always bounce back the next day. But if you really need to, if you really, really, if you go back bad on a Friday, and then on the weekend, just bounce back on the Monday. Don't let it go over three days as a maximum, as a rule. Have that rule tattooed or something. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. Just have it in front of you every day. Okay, so what's hardest thing to you? Daily weigh and seeing gains on the scale is really tough. This is easier said than done, right? But after you consider mental cycle, stress, sodium intake, illness, other factors behind increasing water retention, um, if you take daily weigh-ins, take an average, you can smooth that out. Um, don't focus on singular weigh-ins. Look, guys, I don't know how many times I've got to say, stop comparing one day of weight to another day of weight. Because yes, one day last week could be two pounds less than today's so you might be two pounds up one weight versus one weight but the averages average compare weekly averages only right don't compare one day to one day you're gonna drive yourself insane and drive me insane um staying on track when life gets busy okay here we go people did reply to this saying they really like this answer so hopefully this will help you guys so life gets busy slaps you in the face Oof. What are you going to do? So, this is what I said. Sometimes staying on track doesn't have to mean the exact same 
on busy days and quiet days. That's not what staying on track means. Sometimes staying on track means we go off track for a bit and we get back on track. Wonder off. Sometimes we can't control days where we have no good food choices and we're highly stressed and the only option is some corned beef pasties from Greg's. Oh, mm, lovely stuff. So we roll with it instead and remind ourselves one, one day wandering slightly off track doesn't derail us completely. We can still move forward. We can kind of go off track. Think of a path forward, yeah? You're going towards somewhere, but you're going off track, but you're still slightly going forward. You're going into the bushes a bit. You come back on track later. Yeah, you would maybe would have gone forward a bit more. You would have gone further forward if you just stayed on that singular track, but you still come back on track a few steps ahead. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to roll with it. we just got to do our best every day, but that doesn't mean doing better every day, right? That's not what it means. It means you can do what's best with it, what's in front of you, on a daily, that's all we can do, right? We do this over time with guaranteed results. Will, if you have a COVID job now and you're knocked out for a day, can you compare that day to two days ago when you're feeling fully healthy, top of the world? No, you can't. But can you do your best in both days with what you've got, the circumstances? Yes, that's what it's about. End of. Okay, next. Friends asking why you're suddenly eating healthy and not drinking. We covered this before, it's just terrible, guys, but basically it makes them feel uncomfortable. They're not making healthier choices. This happens a lot. We can't control what others think. Remind ourselves why we're doing it for us, okay? Um, being hungry. Being hungry is normal, right? We have to accept mild hunger, okay? Humans, 99.99999% of human existence hasn't, they haven't had the ability to just eat at will all day, every day. You know, they'd eat in the morning, maybe later on in the day, they would obviously feel mild hunger. It's probably a very normal feeling, and very normal feeling. Today, we're so uncomfortable with everything. We can't handle uncom- We can't handle an ounce or a second of being uncomfortable, right? So we keep eating snacks and stuff because we can't bear that tiny bit of hunger. Live with it. Live with mild hunger. Because that's showing you, you're, you're going to be in a deficit. Your body's not having enough food to cover everything he needs. So of course you're gonna feel hungry, man. If you're extremely hungry where you're fucking paralyzed, obviously there's difference. But mild hunger, be like, you know what, mild hunger, I can find, you know, this kind of means I'm in a deficit, kind of, sometimes maybe. Feel good, give my digestive system a bit of a break. Not always eating. I'll eat later, it's fine. I can go days and weeks without eating food. Water, no, but food, yes. So don't panic about it, right? Accept hunger, it's your friend. Understanding how to do it. We've covered that before. I don't want to go into that now. Um, the second I see results, I seem to go back 10 steps, never in the cycle. Okay, I spoke about this before, the war of art, resistance. The danger is greatest when the finish line is in sight. At this point, resistance knows we're about to beat it. It hits the panic button. The marshals one last assault and slams us with everything it's got. And procrastination is the most common manifestation of resistance. Remember this, guys. The closer we get to our goals, the more danger we got of relapsing, going back, thinking we've done it. Don't do that. Don't give in to resistance. Feeling like I won't be fit enough to even start a program. The best athletes in the world started from nothing. Couldn't probably run 10 meters or 100 meters, right? We all start from somewhere, right? Nobody was born an elite athlete. A lot of people worked really hard to get where they are. It's all about building it one day at a time. Um, and then I'll finish on it. Socializing and the leading falling off the routine completely. Look, I think incorporating socializing is a vital part of the puzzle. 
you must be able to go out and have drinks and not feel guilty about it or go 10 steps back. It's very important. That's why we built the macro plan and not to keep going on about it, but that's why we did it. We can still socialize, still drink, still eat out, right? For one minute of work on the app, sort us out. And maybe I'll go over the rest another day. But hopefully that was helpful, guys. I know they quite frequently ask questions, but remember, it's Monday. It's a day, 24 hours. What are we going to do today? How are you going to approach it? Have you got a to-do list done? Have you got a one big thing done? Have you been for a walk yet? If not, get out now. What are you doing? Have you written down this week when you're going to work out, where you're going to work out, and what you're going to do? Because that shows three times more likely to do a workout if you write it down when, where, and what. Are you gonna, have you tracked your macros yet? Just get on it. Build. Listen, just track in something you're going to eat in a bit or you've had or are caught. Just put it in. That small step of tracking one food builds momentum and then you keep using it. If you just ignore the app all day, you might be like, oh, I can't be asked to do it now. There's too many, too much food to add in. Just start small. I'll leave you that, guys. Enjoy your day. I'll uh, be back tomorrow with another voice note, of course, and thank you all for listening. Um, and if you do enjoy it, actually, I haven't really asked before, but on Apple Podcasts, wherever, you could probably leave a review, see if that helps, see if you can get more people listening to this one day at a time stuff. But other than that, enjoy yourself. And that is it for today's episode. So hopefully you took something away from it. If you didn't, here's what you need to take away. Stop wasting time on social media. Stop wasting time gossiping. You've only got a day to live. Today's the only day you ever have. So if there's anything to take away from this podcast, even if you can't understand the word I say, even if you didn't resonate with the wisdom I try to deliver, this is a reminder of you daily to live one day at a time. Give your moments meaning today and don't be fooled by thinking you've got unlimited amount of days. But if you can make the most of today, I'm telling you, you'll have a fulfilled life. So enjoy your day and hopefully I'll see you back tomorrow. Do daily to live one day at a time. Give your moments meaning today and don't be fooled by thinking you've got unlimited amount of days. But if you can make the most of today, I'm telling you, you'll have a fulfilled life. So enjoy your day and hopefully I'll see you back tomorrow.